Welcome to Gen Z Hoops. Today, we'll be breaking down game one of the NBA Finals between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Phoenix Suns ended up winning this game 118-105, to and the Bucks saw themselves lose their third consecutive game one in this playoffs, uh, with the only game one they've won all playoffs long being game one of the first round against the Miami Heat. They ended up winning in overtime. Um, so looking at it as a whole, the Bucks have really have failed to start series well, but they've always made the right adjustments going forward to end up winning series, which is what we'll talk about today in terms of what they can do going forward. Let's start by looking at what the Bucks did right and what they can maybe we can take away from this series and take away from this game one defeat. Uh, first off, Giannis looked good. Uh, whether it's this, we're not looking at the final stat line, even though he did put up a couple, uh, a solid stat on the box score. We'll look a little more deeper into just how he looked on the court. Let's look at the one play that everyone's been talking about with Giannis's ridiculous chase down block. I'm narrating it here. We'll, we'll take we'll take it into exactly what happened in that possession where uh, with a minute left in the first half on Tuesday, uh, Drew Holiday tried to lob a pass to Lopez from half court over the top of three Suns defenders. It was subsequently tipped away and Jay Crowder corralled the ball to start a fast break in the other direction. Uh, with a sweet no-look bounce pass, Crowder opened up the right side of the floor for Mikhail Bridges. Bridges caught the ball in the three-point line, took one dribble, took one dribble, and Yo stepped past Chris Middleton for a right-handed finger roll. Then Giannis appeared. You can imagine what happened next, reminiscing LeBron James' block in the 2016 in, in Game 7 of 2016, where the defense player, the Giannis, came in out of nowhere and pinned Bridges' shot off the backboard, finishing off a ridiculous chase-down block. Interestingly enough, uh, the timestamp of that block, roughly 10 p.m. Eastern time, happened nearly exactly one week after the Goombo collapsed to the floor, trying to block an alley-oop attempt to Hawk center Clint Capel in the third quarter of Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals. That's even more amazing considering the Dagumbo's thoughts following his injury. The Dagumbo claimed, I haven't watched the clip, but when the play happened, I thought I'm going to be out for a year, the Dagumbo said. I'm just happy that two games later, I'm back, which is pretty miraculous. And, and seeing how Giannis was able to recover so quickly and play to the level he was playing uh, just, this, uh, just this past night. Giannis went further to say, I couldn't walk probably, and my knee was like double the size. Usually I never swell up, but I woke up the next day, did whatever it's called, MRI or X-ray. I don't know what it's called, and they say I'm good. And I was like, thank God. A funny thing about it, just how, of course, how, how miraculous this was for Giannis to be okay, but just, of course, very, we're all very thankful that, that, he, that he was able to make it such a quick return um, and be, be at full health for this finals, uh, putting up 20, 17, and 4 in 35 minutes of play. It's not the normal full 48 minutes of domination that Atacumbo was putting together and maybe every night at the end of that Nets series, uh, but still, with a couple of those dunks in one-on-one situations, the ridiculous chase-down block, and just a few really good plays, especially to start the game, we're hopeful that Giannis could really be at his full self uh, in games 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and maybe even if this series goes seven games to give the Bucks a chance to win this thing. The next thing I want to take a look at is just how difficult it's going to be to switch against these Phoenix Suns. Uh, primarily Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Really, the Bucks could, had no answer to them. In the first half, they decided to switch everything, and they got absolutely torn apart with Brooke Lopez being put on highlight reels by both Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Um, really, it's it's a tough it's a tall task to guard either one of them. And Jeff Van Gundy was saying it over and over again on the broadcast. You can't expect someone like Brooke Lopez to check two of the greatest shot creators in the game. And that's kind of what Mike Budenholzer let, left Brooke Lopez out there to do. And we saw the results with how Phoenix was able to balloon their lead in the first half. The answer to that that the Bucks had was to go into drop coverage, which personally, I, well, the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, we saw that balloon the lead even more because really you're dropping off and letting Brooke Lopez and Devin Booker beat you. They will beat you. And that's maybe what happened in the second half of yesterday's game when the, when the Suns league grew uh, even more. Uh, the one thing that's great for Bucks fans, it's very uplifting, is that the Bucks are still able to keep it relatively close with a lot of these defensive mishaps and how hot the Suns are able to get. Uh, the Suns looked like a great team last night. And with the Bucks still able to, to keep this game close, it should, should, be pretty, should be pretty uplifting for a team going into a game two that they really have a great chance of pulling out. Mike Budenholzer stated after the game that their pick and roll game is tough to guard. I think we have to just keep getting better. We have to keep looking at the film and see how we can maybe take away some of their rhythm and make it where it's not getting into 
his spots as easily. That'll be a big part of looking between game one and two. Now, I'm hopeful that, that Mike Woodhouse will be able to get the Bucks playing better and, and make the right adjustments. I'm not sure maybe what to take of that comment because we really need to see some actual adjustments made on the floor with how the Bucks guard the pick and roll to really be able to combat what Phoenix is throwing out there. The last thing I'd like to point out is how much more aggressive Drew Holiday is going to have to be for the Bucks to end up pulling out this series. Uh, the reason the Bucks were able to, one of, one of the main reasons they were able to pull out games five and six in Atlanta was that Drew Holiday took over. I'm really, whether whether it was scoring at the rim or getting to the rim to dish out to an open shooter, Drew Holiday was getting to him at will I and mean, making his presence felt on the offensive side of the ball. With Eric Bledsoe at the helm the last two postseasons, the Bucks felt as though they were not getting enough from their third star when playoff defenses managed to take away the Tacoma Middleton. Uh, Drew Holiday is supposed to be that answer. Um, during the offseason, the Bucks acquired Holiday to make the Bucks more difficult to defend in the postseason, especially in moments where defenses really turn up their intensity. In game one, Holiday made just 4 of 14 from the field, including an 0 for 4 from three-point shooting night on his way to 10 points, 7 rebounds, and 9 assists. Now, while on the box score, that might look really good. It's about the impact that he has in making other guys better as the point guard of this team. And after the game, Holiday believed his lower his low, his low, his lowering scoring output something to do with a poor shooting performance. Holiday was quoted in saying, I think I had a bad shooting night. I had a lot of opportunities to make layups and shots, and they weren't falling. Again, I think I do a little bit more than scoring, just getting people plays and threes and driving to the basket, but me personally, I didn't shoot well tonight. Now, there's no denying that Holiday missed open shots, but his aggressiveness on offense has always been the toughest thing for the Bucks to find when all three of Atatokounmpo, Holiday, and Middleton share the floor. While Middleton's usage stays high with or without Giannis on the floor, Holiday's fluctuates more dramatically. In the final two games against the Hawks, Holiday was a dynamite without Giannis and averaged 26, 7.5, and 11 assists per game to close out the Eastern Conference Finals. On Tuesday, he passed up a lot of those same looks and opportunities, uh, just being that Giannis is on the floor. While the Bucks are going to need to get more from everybody, it's gonna, we're really looking at a lot of their key guys, especially in their guard play in terms of how they defend the pick and roll and how maybe guys like Drew Holiday will step up offensively to make sure the Bucks can take, maybe retake control of this series with a game two win and, and see where things can go from there. And you'll be catching all this finals coverage here on Gen Z Hoops.